to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 71. Today, what are we talking about, Josh? Today, we are covering the very bizarre case or story of Diane Downs. Yes. Psycho woman. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um, Tiny bit of backstory. I was actually going to cover this on my channel. I've wanted to for a really long time. And I kept putting it off because I was worried about demonetization on YouTube and it's only getting worse, especially with anything related to children. So I decided that this was better suited for the podcast. That's why we made our podcast was to be able to be, you know, what we don't really care if we get demonetized here. So pretty much. Yeah. uh, For the most part, except though, last week's episode, Kurt Cobain. Got oh, right. majorly suppressed on YouTube. Yeah, it was not crazy. just demonetized, which we knew it was going to get demonetized. We didn't care about that, but it got um, blocked in a bunch of countries. And it just didn't get recommended. People were saying they couldn't find it in subscription feeds, yes. even if they had notifications yep. on, and it wasn't recommended. And I talked about it in that episode that whenever you talk about that type of content on YouTube, you get um, not recommended and really low views. And it's happened to me. I've been like pushed down or almost felt like I was like blacklisted in a way. They almost make um, your that's stuff That's why disappear. I don't do that type of content. It sucks. Is that this is the type of content I want to be covering on my channel, but I can't even do it anymore. But I mean, it still allows us to do it on, on the podcast right. because we're but not relying on YouTube. It, but. You know, a ton of you didn't know that we, I bet a bunch of you missed last week's episodes. So let us know if you missed it and be sure to go check it out if you did, because I thought it was a great episode. It was. And it's a very interesting uh, theory um, about Kurt Cobain's death. So, yep. But speaking of deaths, um, let's go ahead and get into this week's news topics. Um, The first one is more bad news about vacationing in the Dominican Republic, unfortunately. Yes. And if you remember, I don't remember which episode we talked about it in, but we discussed a recent case, I believe, that happened in January um, originally. There's been a bunch of cases. Right. But we talked about a specific case, though, recently, one that happened in January. It was sooner than that, I believe. Or or no, it was like February. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was January. Um, but yeah, this woman she got compl- she got like dragged right, into a right. closet um, by a bunch of employees and just like completely beaten, mm-hmm. horribly beaten. And um, they haven't. She lived, luckily, but they haven't figured out who it was. And the Dominican's been really bad about helping in the situation. Mm-hmm. They've had issues with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of put out a little warning about that. Yeah. But not only that, there's been these like very weird kind of unexplained deaths that have been happening mm-hmm. throughout the year as well. of People actually dying while vacationing um, in the Dominican Republic. And we're not sure if the deaths are connected or not. But the fact that people are just randomly kind of dropping dead and a lot of the official you know, cause of death is natural causes. But the family members are like, that's really weird. Yeah. Why would you know, there's there seems to be a trend here. There's something affecting people in these resorts and it's different resorts which is also interesting it's not isolated to one resort but all of the resorts of the dominican republic so you know the fbi is starting to look into it actually this week they're starting to invest investigate these deaths because there's nine now um a man named uh, i think his name is joseph allen he just yep. died on uh the 13th right mysteriously like he apparently family members just said he felt sick and he like went to his room and then he never came out again. Like it just was like very, very weird. And they're saying natural causes or whatever, uh, as a preliminary reason for death. But it seems like there's something else going on. And at another resort, some woman, um, some of the theories are out there that insecticides are getting put through the air conditioning system at the resorts. Um, there's one reason which possibly, 
I've heard a lot of people talking about alcohol being the, the cause alcohol, of it. Yeah. yeah, that you know, especially at these resorts, they use such a lot of them use really cheap, shitty alcohol. Some of them will even water it down. So who knows what else they're putting in it? What if they're putting water in it that's contaminated to mm-hmm. water the beverages down? I mean, who knows? It's who really, knows where your alcohols? I mean, are they doing autopsies on these people? Yeah, they are. Hmm. A lot of the families are bringing the bodies back to the U.S. for autopsies. Obviously. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't done them no, yet. No, 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 no. We don't know okay. for sure. Well, let's follow this story for sure because I'm curious to see if anything is found, like maybe a parasite or like maybe. Yeah, there could be. Yeah, that's a good good point. Mm-hmm. There could be something just really weird and random. Yeah. That's down there right now that is affecting people. And yeah. obviously, this is a very small. Tons and tons of people go down to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. I know of. I can name a few just off the top of my head. It's supposed to be beautiful. I know tons of people. That yeah, we've never, we've never been to the Dominican before. I've always thought um, about going, though. Yeah, because, I mean, it's an extremely affordable beach destination, you know, in the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. a lot of people go. Um, it's also beautiful and, and mm-hmm. the people are great. But, yeah, there's these weird deaths. And and you have to worry about that sketchiness of not being able to hold the, account, hold the hotel yeah. accountable for yeah. things that happen there. Because... Right. You have lack of support from the police. There's different laws. You're in a different country. And so yeah. their rules apply. So you're not <laughs> yeah. going to get like American treatment. What people are used to for resorts here. Are there even resorts here? I don't know. Not not like all inclusives, really. There's not kind of resorts. Sort of. Yeah. But it's, that great it's still Wolf different. Lodge thing. Oh, yeah. That's a resort, right? That's a good one in Colorado. <laughs> if you're looking for a Near DIA, they just built Denver it. Escape. I don't even think you can go there yet. It's like I think it's new. opening this year, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's actually, check it out. Um. Anyway, but yeah, to do with anyways, this. we'll see if it's alcohol, we'll see if it's a parasite or if it's just coincidence. It might just be coincidence Maybe that all these people are a bug bite, though, some type of right. disease we don't know about. Totally. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the autopsies say, but definitely be safe if you are going to the Dominican Republic. Um, consider maybe not drinking since that's. Or buy your own liquor, like buy your own packaged liquor at a store that's yeah, sealed, sealed and instead stuff. of getting it from the resort if you're going. And then, of course, just be safe. Don't walk out at, out at night. And I mean, these rules kind of apply to a bunch of different places Anywhere that you here. could go. Yeah, even. Um, just be vigilant on your vacations this summer, guys. I know my friend, I, I know a lot of you probably know that girl Shay on YouTube. Um, she's a friend of mine and she's she's getting married and they were going to go to the Dominican Republic yeah. and she literally canceled her trip because of this. Cause they put out a level two travel advisory, right? Yeah. It's been out there for a while, but that's, that's in relation to the crime uh, happening in the Dominican right now. There's a lot of issues going on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's a bit unstable. Um, and it's not the only place. It. Yeah. I and mean, we also <laughs> want to point out there's other areas of the Dominican Republic that are beautiful mm-hmm. there. It's not every single part, just like Mexico. There's more dangerous parts than others, but they're, obviously are a lot of issues and you have to be safe no matter where you are yeah. here in America. You yeah. have to be safe too. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I hope the authorities get to the bottom of it and really figure out if there is something going on. Cause yeah, it's kind of scary. I mean, it's kind of scary to, to pay all this money, go on vacation and then you could just mysteriously yeah. die from something uh-huh. that is undiscovered yet or unknown. It's, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to relax when you're, you know, you know, you might be worried about that pina colada you just drank or something maybe like it could be like employees even putting stuff in hopefully it's no but that's like hard to believe though like, because yeah. it happened at some different resorts yeah and i mean it, the illicit alcohol thing happens in mexico all the time too yeah like, i bet there's something going on though and what was the time period that all these people died nine this last year 
just nine okay, so since the beginning of the year. Okay. Since January. Okay. Does the, okay. And that woman did survive. Well, that's not unrelated to this. That's like an unreal. It's, it's a part of the danger of the Dominican Republic, but it's unrelated. She didn't die. So it's unrelated to the deaths. Right. The and it's, deaths it's are, Americans too. Yes. It's American tourists. Interesting. Well, be safe guys. Yeah. It's, it's weird. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But the next thing we have some more, um, devastating climate news. I hate to say it, but I think it's important. People at least know about what's happening on the planet because we live here and we should all know what's going on. And this, this just blew my mind when I saw this, there was an article that came out that said scientists said, uh, Greenland was 40 degrees hotter than normal this past week, 40 degrees hotter. And the insanity in Greenland, like ice does melt, but it melts very gradually over time. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the picture um, that you're seeing, if you're watching, it shows like sled dogs pulling people across like a little lake. It looks like the, the ice has melted extremely quickly. They actually found, um, they did a further study. They said 2 billion tons of ice, 2 billion tons melted in one day, one day. That's really hard to even wrap your mind around. Honestly. Yes, it is extremely hard to wrap your mind around because the effects we're feeling the effects of it. And so are, you know, people that are up there, you know, studying the ice sheets and stuff. And they think they're they're just like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, sound the alarms a bit like the Mm -hmm. ice is melting at an alarming rate, which is going to cause sea levels to rise, among other things. And, you know, that wasn't the only thing that came out. But the uh, past couple of weeks, this Australian policy paper um, by a think tank out there that focused on climate change came out with literally a warning about the end of civilization. Um, a climate change apocalypse could start by 2050 if we don't act. And this is, this is kind of crazy. This will blow your mind if you're, you know, if you don't fully understand the climate change uh, dilemma that's happening. Um, and this is a very like calm and rational look. This isn't even like worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. This is like, most likely this will happen, but it could be far worse than this. So globally, 55% of the population lives in areas subject to more than 20 days of lethal heat a year beyond human threshold of survivability. 55% of the population lives in areas where for more than 20 days a year, the heat outside could be so hot that you literally die if you like go outside. That's how hot it, you will that's be burned insane. by the sun. That's insane. And that's, that's what's so upsetting about this is... It says, unless policymakers cut greenhouse gas emissions, that's the biggest thing here. Mm-hmm. Like we can all individually do things like yes. cutting red meat and meat and pork like we've done. Yes. Um, or getting rid of plastic, like trying to do all these different mm-hmm. things, which is hard to do. You don't realize how much plastic is. I mean, this is plastic. We bought these like months ago. Right. But we can recycle the the plastic bottles. Right. But still, there's like. Plastic is not good. Yeah, but we can, all have to like examine yeah. ourselves and look at it without shame or fear, like without right. shaming people, without scaring people. Right. But at the same time, what, what is it yeah. going to do unless our policymakers actually do that? Yeah, and this is a glo- this is obviously global. Like this isn't just like the United States government needs to, you yeah. know, get serious about climate change. It's the entire world needs to get yes. wake up to climate change. Yes. And the whole, like, it seems like the Paris climate accord thing was just, it's a joke. Did it's anything. kind of a joke, honestly. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a step we need to forward. Make a it's like a pact. Yeah. 
But literally all of us need to change all the energy that we use. I mean, we have to get off of fossil fuels ASAP. So that means everybody's home has got to be powered by solar or wind um, or hydro. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have to change. It has to be done at the corporation level, like right. these giant corporations that have made billions and trillions of dollars off fossil fuels, off oil, mm-hmm. off coal, off natural gas are going to have to completely change to renewable energy. So solar, mm-hmm. wind, hydro. So in order for this to, I mean, yeah, billions of people could make changes in their lives personally, but scientists are already telling us that even if that happens, it's not enough. We are already past the point of no return to some extent. And if drastic, we're talking drastic ass changes by the governments of the world, by the businesses, this is our future. Mm -hmm. As scary as this is. The entire world needs to start taking this seriously. And this needs to become such a more serious issue for people it's such a low issue on mm-hmm. people's like reasons right. why they vote yeah and it should be their first Num- i mean this is our planet nothing else matters literally no other laws no other policy no. matters <laughs> if we have no planet or we're dead <laughs> this needs <laughs> like, to be a global effort we should all be coming together to save our fucking planet mm-hmm. that's not just like a cute saying save the planet right Dude, we have nowhere else to go. Like we have to start voting for people that take that take initiative when it comes to climate policies and making sure that our environment is not going to just completely implode like we we will all die. That's the reality of it. I hate to sound depressing, but it's the truth of it. We're headed to like another Mars, man. Like we're headed to another planet that looks like Mars, Mm -hmm. especially if nuclear, you know, if nuclear war breaks out, like let's hope not. But oh my gosh, that's a whole other thing. You know, just being a desolate wasteland where Mm -hmm. life does not, you know, life doesn't exist. And the oceans are so hot Mm -hmm. that everything in the ocean dies as well. And it's just this like, we need to put more regulations on all these gas companies and, but let me, let me get through some of these other effects just so you you understand the, the magnitude of this problem. So by 2050, if things do not change, North America will suffer from devastating weather extremes, which we're already seeing, including wildfires, heat waves, droughts, and flooding to an extent that is way beyond where we're at right now. China's summer monsoons fail and water in Asia's great rivers are severely reduced from the loss of more than one third of the Himalayan ice sheet. A billion people displaced. A billion people displaced. Displaced means having to move from where they live now to somewhere else. Most likely a decent distance away, which will the implications of that alone are frightening and also just crazy to think about. Like imagine all the cities in the United States, like Florida, everybody in Florida has got to move to another state. Yeah, everybody everyone. along the coast, California, LA has got to be relocated. Yeah, This isn't a joke. Like this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of things. Like all these movies and like the day after tomorrow, you ever watch that? Like that, that's literally what's happening. I mean, hopefully like, the thing with movies is like it happens suddenly. Everything yeah, goes right. from completely normal to everything's yeah, 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 going right. down at For once. The movie, right. You know, like hopefully we do have more time to get more people out and prepare yeah. and, you know, not lose as many lives. But I mean, it's going to be crazy, guys. This is really serious. So I th- I really hope people take this seriously. Um you know, this is my number one voting issue over and for everything else. It's the number one human issue. Yes, this is my number Moral one issue, issue spiritual all around. Issue, it's yes. the number one everything. It should be. It literally... breaks my heart what's happening to this planet and for the future of my children. Like, 
it frightens me. It really, really it scares is. me. It's terrifying to think about. We've had many conversations do. about, do we even want to have kids? Because it, like, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's hate hard. to think that way. I and I think I'm still going to have kids, but it's stressful and we need to take this very seriously. So I hope everyone takes this seriously. Cause I mean, I can't climate even imagine. Climate change is not a hoax. Oh my God. Oh, that's just, you're insane. If you think that. Yeah. I don't even. Cause I mean, if there, we run out of water, fresh water and there's no food production, there's no crops. Yeah. Because game everything over dries friends. Up, that's it. Literally. Yeah, literally we'll be left with nothing. And, and mm-hmm. that, that will be the end, you know? And yeah, it, it could just get really crazy. And, and whether or not the world ends or whether or not you personally have the money to maybe survive it, life will still change for you a ton. You will not be able to enjoy the things you do now. There won't be, you know, like no. everything will be completely, completely different. You'll probably have to get used to just eating like off your own farm. <laughs> yeah. I it. mean, I think before 2050, if 2050 yeah. is when this kind of un- starts unraveling, right. then before that, I think we'll see f- rations. Like I think we'll be limited yeah. to the foods that we can eat as well as the amounts yes. that we can eat. We'll run out of things. Mm-hmm. We'll totally run out of things. Yeah. Crazy. But the biggest thing is we have to fucking stop these corporations. The corporations are literally destroying the planet one day at a time. And, you know, what can you do? Well, one, you can obviously try to go through government. But the biggest thing that can stop them is fucking not buying their products, not supporting them, not buying as much as you can. Obviously, there's things it's that very we, hard. we can't live without. But there is a great app called Bicot. Um, it's free and you can download it. We're not, not sponsored. sponsored. <laughs> yeah, we're not sponsored. This is just an app I found. I've been um, using that app. Do you remember you used to use it? Yeah, we did. And I forgot about it for a while. To and, check for cruelty free. Yeah. So you can, it's great because it's free. You go on there and you, you pick the, the causes that you, you care about, like animal cruelty. If you don't want to mm-hmm. buy anything that, you know, does animal testing and mm-hmm. things like that, you can do that. It allows you to basically scan barcodes when you're at the store mm-hmm. and you can see whether or not, you know, if like the Koch brothers or some yeah. terrible, corporation that's destroying the planet is you know making these products and then you right. can just not buy their product and find an alternative yeah exactly which is a sometimes great there's way. not an alternative right sometimes there's not and you have to do what you got to do all, all the options yeah. are shit yeah that does yeah. happen as well but there are more and more good companies with values coming to the surface and doing well yeah and, so, um, and obviously supporting those responsible businesses they're usually smaller businesses that have sustainable farming that yeah. aren't factory farms that don't, you know, emit pollution that, right. you know, recycle things like that. There's ways that I think as a collective population, there is hope if enough people wake up to the danger that climate change poses to humanity mm-hmm. on the planet. And, and I get think real about it yeah, and yeah. get real and serious about it. I think we can, we might be able to reverse it. Not only that, we have to remember that technology is moving at a light speed pace and hopefully technology is going to help, you know, further the fight against climate change, which I think it will. And I think AI might play a big, you know, what if robots literally save our planet? I thought about that too. Like maybe we shouldn't be so afraid of AI. Maybe it really is our only hope because we're idiots. Yeah, we are. Maybe we need something smarter than us. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to have robots in charge. What if they were in charge? I know everyone out there is like, what the fuck? Or aliens even like maybe aliens (laughs) will step in. I mean, who knows? They've stepped in with nuclear stuff then. If they're like the lead alien in Stitch, I'd be down. That like calming one that's like, hello, we have come in peace. (laughs) That'd be cool. And yeah, I mean, there's hopefully we can uh, reverse this because this is very scary stuff. It is. So let's go ahead and get into 
the case of Diane Downs, which is which also is scary stuff. Also scary stuff. Sorry, guys. Right before we recorded this, we were like, oh, damn. Every single thing we're talking about today is really like dark. It's a dark, <laughs> dark episode. But I, I gave you a little bit of optimism and, and light at the end of the yeah. climate change. I mean, we're yeah. not totally fucked. We could totally yeah. make a comeback. Yeah, please don't have the idea that we're fucked. So it doesn't matter what you do at all. No, it, do- it does. Because I think, again, collectively as a people and a species on the planet we can we can change this but we we are gonna have to fucking stand up and do something about it we're not gonna be able to just sit on our couches and watch reality tv for the rest of you know humanity and do nothing like we're gonna have to do something because these corporations are literally going to destroy the planet i mean that's the bottom line and the governments are going to allow it you think there's going to have to be a revolution i i I hate using that word because it's such a dramatic word but in, in a lot of ways, I think there's going to be a revolution and, and an awakening or whatever you want to call it, where, you know, people it starts with conversations like this and people wake up to the fact and the realities of the situation are things are looking, you know, grim. It, grim. Yeah, things are looking grim if we don't fucking wake up and realize, holy shit, this place that we call home that we love and is so beautiful and filled with all these amazing creatures. It's perfect, wonderful planet. Yeah. That we were literally, we've that literally provides us everything we need. We're Food literally and water and, destroying it at yeah. the expense mm-hmm. of giant corporations yep. that are just reaping billions and trillions of dollars off of it. <laughs> Greedy ass motherfucker. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into Zion dance. But before we do <laughs> thank our sponsors for today. Yes. Okay. Diane Downs. Elizabeth Diane Downs actually is her full name. Mm -hmm. Born on August 7th, 1955. Phoenix, Arizona. Diane Downs, an interesting character. I guess you would call her. She's a, yeah. When I started, you know, learning about Diane Downs, I, I immediately started making comparisons to Ted Bundy. And not in the serial killer sense necessarily, even though I think Diane Mm -hmm. Downs definitely could be capable of being a serial killer. Definitely has the potential, Mm -hmm. the mindset, the mindset is there Mm -hmm. and it's very similar though. Just her behavior, as you'll see total lack of empathy, total lack of empathy, sociopath. Mm -hmm. She's got, she does have personality disorders, but she is just, yeah. Ruthless man. Mm -hmm. Totally. Only cares about herself at the end of the day. Like that's so obvious, Mm -hmm. but anyway, she's a Leo. She, yeah. Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> Sorry, Leos. Yeah. Only care about yourself. What can we say? <laughs> That's actually what they're known for. Hey, you, but you know, it's not always a bad thing to care yeah. about yourself. It's and there's just, extremes and not every single sign right. is the same. With okay. her, it's caring about herself beyond that of anybody yeah. else. Yeah, she has her a mental children. disease. She's got something going on. She's not. It's not her zodiac sign. I'd love to see her brain scans. Like, there's yeah, probably some crazy wacky. shit going on. But anyways, Elizabeth Diane Downs. Her parents were Wesley and Willadine or Angle Fredrickson, and she had three other siblings. At first, Diane claimed that her father was abusive towards her when she was a child, and that's interesting. You know abuse there in the childhood but he denies it like mm-hmm. they deny that there was any abuse but i don't know i and now she denies it too she said she made it up dude she's a liar she probably just made it up well to help fit her narrative right mm-hmm. of, of poor me <laughs> poor fucking me so for a while though she did say that she had this abusive past mm-hmm. you know in her childhood or whatever and 
And part of that was due to, you know, the family moved around a lot to different towns until her father finally got a stable job with U.S. Postal Service when Diane was around 11 years old. What's interesting about the whole Postal Service thing is like Diane's family worked in it and then she ends up being part of the Postal Service as well. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of always tied to the U.S. government and the post office. Weird. It is very weird. The post office. Mm. Mail carriers. Yeah. But her family was like pretty conservative growing up, which mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people in that strict. time were too, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of strict and follow a bunch of rules. Yes. And she wanted to fit in with the popular crowd at school. So in order to do that, she had to go against her parents rules Yep. Uh, during her teenage years, which I mean, you know, you always see this is always like made to be such a point of like a person being rebellious in their teenage years, mm-hmm. which I don't really like that because I feel that it's just part of becoming a teenager. Yeah. Like I got called a rebel and stuff. It's like, yeah. I'm, not a rebel. A rebel. <laughs> I'm not a rebel. I'm not like anarchy. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, I mean, to what extent we don't know exactly what she was doing. Like she was going against rules, which could just be simple things like staying out late past curfew or you yeah. know, lying to your parents. I think she did or, some pretty crazy shit. For, if her, I remember her, Knowing her, she definitely did some crazy shit, I'm sure. But she did it because she wanted to be accepted by this popular Mm -hmm. group at school. Mm -hmm. And at age 14, Diane stopped going by her first name, Elizabeth, and changed it to her middle name, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. She also got rid of her childish hairstyle and then bleached her hair blonde. And she also started wearing clothing that was more stylish and showed off her figure. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to be like a a hot bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she want to even though she wants like, to be an hey. instagram baddie yeah so during this time she also began a relationship with a boy named steven downs a 16 year old who lived across the street and of course diane's parents did not approve of steven nor of their relationship but diane did not give a shit she was like screw you yeah i'm dating steven downs yep so one of the things she was always she's always been very like boy crazy Oh, yes. That's the right term for it. Definitely boy crazy. And later on, she got she's been called promiscuous, like promiscuous behavior. Yes. She got around. She gets around. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. She attended and graduated from Moon Valley High School in Phoenix, Arizona. And after high school, Steve joined the Navy. So Diane enrolled in Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College in California. Sounds like the perfect school for Diane. Diane and Steve had promised to remain faithful to each other during their time apart. But Diane, of course, ended up only attending the school for a year before she was expelled for this quote unquote promiscuous behavior, which I would love to know what she did um, at this school. I'm sure it was crazy. I wonder if she ever went streaking or something. She probably like did something in the bathroom. Yeah. I feel like girls were always getting trouble in my school for doing bad things in the bathroom. Well, ima- you know, imagine like being at a Bible college, though. Oh, yeah. So she must. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the like the church area. <laughs> what is it called? I don't She's even... like hooking up with guys in the sanctuary or yeah. something or the chapel. The chapel. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I, w- I would love to know more about why she chose that school. If it was, I bet it was more of like her parents pushed her towards mm-hmm. the Bible college because I doubt Diane yeah. wanted to go to a Bible Baptist college. Yeah. Why would she especially want to do that? No. Yeah. That'd be There's the last no place. I bet if you I sent that. I sent, sent her there to like make her less of a rebel. Mm-hmm. 
but after straighten she, her out. <laughs> yeah, straight straighten your ass out. Dude, so many people that end up going like being sent away to like a a Baptist school or a religious school like end up going coming back when they, when they don't want to be there, they like re, they rebel more. So many cases I've looked at, they've in their childhood they were like sent away to something like that. Yeah, well you're sending them to an even stricter environment than they're already in for right. one in hope that they're somehow going to be able to reform their behavior. But most of the times it just causes you to rebel more. I know from personal experience, but <laughs> you do. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't work. Like I would never do that to my kid knowing how that didn't work on me. Like I would not take that approach in order to try to, you know, fix bad behavior or something. I don't think that's the way to go is to send them to some strict ass, you know, military school or some, or, you know, religious school or something like that. But after she got kicked out, Diane returned to her parents' home in Arizona. And then when she got there, she ended up running away from her home and marrying Stephen Downs on November 13th, 1973. Their marriage had a lot of problems from the start, as you can probably imagine. (laughs) They fought about money a lot, and they both accused each other of cheating on the other person. So, (laughs) sounds exactly like the relationship I can imagine her being in. And oftentimes, Diane would end up leaving Steve to go stay at her parents' home when they would fight. And despite their marriage being super rocky pretty much the entire time, Diane gave birth to her first child, Christiane, in 1974. What a beautiful family. And six months later, Diane decided to join the Navy, but then returned home after only three weeks of basic training because Steve was apparently neglecting Christy. And despite this, in 1976, they had their second child named Sherilyn. And then in 1978, Diane and the family moved to Mesa, Arizona, where they both found jobs at a mobile home manufacturing company. Hell yeah. And sources say that Diane began having affairs with some of her male coworkers, and she actually got pregnant again. This was something that is just rampant throughout her life is having, you know, Mm -hmm. just affairs with random people and getting pregnant. Yes, and she uses pregnancy as a tool. Yes, it's a manipulation tool for sure. She didn't Control like really mechanism. want to be a mom. She was definitely not a natural no. born mother. Yeah, that's it's not for like, sure. oh, I just want to have a huge family with yeah. all these kids yeah. and hang out with them and, you know. Just love kids. Be the no. super mom, the soccer no. mom. <laughs> she used pregnancy as a way to get empathy, to get attention, to get and what money. she wanted. Sim- yeah, money. Literally anything she needed. Mm-hmm. Which led to her third son, Stephen Daniel, or Danny Downs, who was born in December 1979. And apparently, Danny wasn't Steve's kid, of course, but Steve still accepted the child anyways. What a nice guy. Probably just expected this to happen. And then the following year, 1980, Diane and Steve ended up getting divorced. Surprise, surprise. And then Diane spent the next few years moving in and out with different men and having affairs with married men. Just literally just going around. I wonder if her, I wonder if her thinking the entire time of doing this is like, does she just enjoy having sex and that's why she's doing this? Or does she have some ulterior motive, like literally going in, trying to get impregnated by all these men she, she hooked up with? I don't know about every single one, but I know some of her pregnancies. Yes. She, I think. You know, going into it. It could be a little bit of both, too. Like, maybe she's just... Yeah. Well, I'm sure she doesn't not like it. I'm sure she enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's definitely motives. Or she's she's, like, I hope I get pregnant from this guy. Yeah, well, I think she doesn't... She probably tells people she's on birth control and she's not. Like, that type Mm -hmm. of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So to help support herself, she decided to try and become a surrogate mother, but failed two psychiatric exams she was required to take in order to do so. Doesn't surprise me at all. And in the later part of 1981, Diane was finally accepted into the surrogate program. And on May 8th, 1982, she gave birth to a daughter through surrogacy and was paid $10,000. See, it's this aspect of it that makes me think like literally every single partner she had sex with, she was trying to get pregnant from. Like she just wanted to have all these children. And after this experience, she decided to open her own surrogate clinic, but the business quickly failed. So after the surrogate clinic fails, she goes to work for the post office. Yeah, back to that. Yeah, I was like the the fallback job. A surrogate clinic is so bizarre. Can you even imagine her having a surrogate clinic? Like I know. knowing her, like, like, oh weird. Who would go into her and be like, yeah. "Yes, I would like to have a surrogate." I want print. you to carry my yeah. baby. I thought she. I think she did it one time. She right? did. Yeah. yeah, she got paid ten grand for it one time. Yeah. But after that one, didn't she like through her actual business? Because didn't no, she? I don't think so. I think it failed. No, it failed before she even got one. It failed it. like immediately. <laughs> Whoopsie. Because I'm sure people went into her and like, oh my God, this woman's insane. Like, yeah, probably. I can only imagine like you'll hear what she sounds like. I believe in, in she a convinced minute, one person to carry their baby. Yeah, that's just wild. But during her time working for the Postal Service, she met a coworker named Robert Knickerbocker or Nick who was apparently the man of her dreams. Mm, dreamy. Of course, Nick was technically still married, but going through a separation at the time. And Diane was absolutely obsessed with Nick, but eventually Nick broke it off with her and said he didn't see a future with her, which was absolutely devastating to Diane. At the age of 27, Diane decided to take her three kids with her and move to Springfield, Oregon from Chandler, Arizona. And when she moved to Oregon... She still had not fully accepted that the relationship with Nick was over, and she continued to write to him and had one final visit in April 1983. So she, I guess she really liked Nick. Yeah, but he didn't want kids. Yeah. And it's not like she was going for him for money, like he worked at the post office, so. No. She must have really, like, loved him or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason he didn't see the future with her is that because she had kids. Mm -hmm. He didn't have any interest in her kids. That's a lot of baggage for him. Yeah. And that's a really important thing to note. Mm -hmm. So in, and because of that, he just completely was like, we're done. I don't want to be the dad to your children. Yeah. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. She was so upset about it. She like really loved him. She did. And when she moved, she got another job at the postal service assigned to the mail routes in the city of cottage Grove, Oregon. And this place um, where she lived was, Known as a really safe place, it's a small town, and a lot of people know each other. You know, typical small town. Mm-hmm. And then this is um, the location where this, the main part of the story happens. This incident um, with her kids, and this is the the dark part. So get ready for this. On May nineteenth, nineteen eighty three, Diane and her three kids were at Diane's friend's house until about nine thirty p.m. when Diane and the kids decided it was time to leave. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, Diane decided to take a detour to do some sightseeing at night <laughs> on an abandoned road. It's so strange. Who would do that with kids at 930? Like they're tired. You want to get home as soon as you can and get them to bed. Right. So be like, let's efficient. go sightseeing in the dark. That <sighs> makes a lot of fucking sense. At 930 when these are young kids. Mm hmm. They're going to be tired. Probably one of them was sleeping even. Yeah. And she claims she did this all the time. (laughs) So weird. Sure. 
So weird. So according to Diane, the story goes that she pulled over. She was flagged down by a shaggy haired man and she got out of the car to hand over the keys. And after this, the man pushed her and ended up, ended up shooting her kids. Right. Kind of. Well, her story. I mean, it's. Yeah. He told her to get out of the car. She got out to help him. Right. She saw him like struggling on the side of the road was her story. And then she said she got out of the car. And then when she walked over to him, he was like, give me your keys. And she said, are you kidding me? Exactly that. And then um, she tried to fight him for the keys, I believe. And then he shot. That's when he started shooting at. Yeah. And he, I think, shot her in the arm first. Right. And then she says she shot the kids in the back seat of the car, which is like, why would someone do that? Yeah. And why would you pull over? Like, why on earth would, first of all, going on this bizarre sightseeing at night at 930 is so weird in a detour on a road that they've never taken before, by the Mm way. And what are you sightseeing out in the middle of nowhere? And then you decide to pull over. Most women with their kids in the back would speed right past someone out in the middle of the night. Like, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why? Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. So, yeah, she claims she stopped to help him. And then he took her keys, shot the kids. And then drove to the hospital. But then she said she fought him back, got the keys right, back. And then pretended to throw him into the bushes. Yep. She threw and then him. jumped in the car and like yep. got away. Mm-hmm. That was her Which story. makes absolutely no sense. Because if you really think about it, like a man with a gun would probably overpower her very easily. Yep. Even with her like doing some like jukey moves or something with yeah. her keys. And, you know. And during this whole thing, she said that hungry life like the wolf was playing. Yeah, that weird that one song. song. Hungry like the <laughs> wolf. Yeah. Like the wolf. That was playing in yeah, that's the car. Creepy. That's Isn't that so weird. creepy? And the fact that she noted that. Mm-hmm. So scary. So then she claims she drove wildly to the hospital. Yes. Raced to get there. Fast as possible. Her kids are dying in the back seat. Covered in blood. She said one of her daughters was literally choking on blood, drowning in her own blood. Uh And that she was like telling them like there's a clip we'll play in a minute, but her telling them to like get on your stomach Mm -hmm. and, you know, to try to help save them. Yep. So, yeah, she drives wildly to the hospital or or to the ER because her kid's been shot. And when they get there, her daughter Cheryl's already already gone. Yeah. And the other two are mortally wounded. Horribly wounded. Just like clinging to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, shortly after they get to the hospital, obviously she gets her arm patched up or whatever. She, she man, you know, the kids managed to get shot up pretty good. And yet she has like one gunshot to the, to the arm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why the arm? Like, how did that happen? How do you like go for the arm? He hits the kids perfectly yeah. in the right spot. And then. Her arm gets hit. Like I know. She's such an idiot. Just makes absolutely no sense. So after she gets treated and stuff, the police, of course, go to the hospital to talk to Diane and be like, what's going on? Yeah. They think what there's happened? this killer out there that's, mm-hmm. you know, shooting people in the middle of nowhere and she just shot her kids. And yeah, so this is uh, a l- just a little clip you can hear of her uh, being interviewed. It's kind of interesting. I stopped and got out and asked him what was the problem. And he said, I want your car. And I said, gee, are you kidding? I mean, how many people really do that in real life? They don't. 
What the hell even is that? Like, that's her telling the police what had just happened to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if they gotta die, let them die, but don't let them suffer. I and know. then she said that the guy wanted her car. Mm-hmm. And that's why he killed her, like, yeah, tried to it just murder makes no all sense, of them. Clearly. So, like, obviously, police are already starting to see red flags. They're yeah. already starting to sniff out her bullshit. Because, I mean, she sounds really calm for all that just happening. Yeah. Could you imagine if if that had, if the story happened the way that she says, and that was you, mm-hmm. you'd be hysterical. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd be beside sobbing. yourself. Yeah, absolutely inconsolable. They'd have to sedate me. It would be completely, I would drive like mad too. I would be like cutting people yeah, off. Yeah. Like, God, remember when we just almost missed a flight in Thailand, I was like running <laughs> over people, <laughs> like just barreling over people. Yeah. It was one of in the funniest situation. <laughs> One of the funniest moments I of definitely our uh, relationship was that <laughs> it's not was even. almost mini- missing our flight because Ken- I'm telling you guys, Kendall went full <laughs> bull mode and like bold through I people. I jumped on people. Because <laughs> she was like so I didn't want to be left in Thailand. Who would want to? I was so tired. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. But anyway, I would freak out. I would go through red lights. Like I wouldn't just like drive along, you know, and then. She had a towel as well, which she wrapped her own arm in. Mm-hmm. She shows up at the hospital wrapped up in a nice little towel. It's so strange. Like most mothers would think to rip that up and then use it on your kids' wounds. Tourniquet them and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To try yeah. to save them. Like it's Stop clear. the bleeding. She let no them eff- bleed. No she let them bleed all over the back seat. She said she, the girl was drowning in her blood. She's bleeding out from the inside. And you know, she's she's got the nice towel on her arm in the front. Mm-hmm. Who on earth would put the towel on themselves? No, just not just doesn't make any sense. No mother out there would do that. No that cares. She's just about their against kids. maternal instinct. She even I think they, she even said that she was upset that there's blood in her new car or whatever. Like, yeah. she was upset. That yeah, was she was like, it's there. all over. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's then, a psycho. Not only that, she literally did not shed a tear. Yeah. No, no crying, no tears, no being upset. Yep. Just almost like, I mean, and you could chalk it up to her being shocked, I guess, or shocked by what had just had happened. But the behavior was extremely odd. And it was noted by everybody that uh, talked to her after this happened because it was it was very, very weird. So obviously this event got out to the public pretty quickly and and people were totally freaked out. They're like. Who is this dude that is out there shooting kids in their small town? Like you would, you know, that would freak out any small town if there is a child killer on the loose or some type Mm -hmm. of incident like this had happened. Mm -hmm. So investigators immediately start to search for clues or any sort of evidence at the scene. And they look all over the area of the crime scene for the gun that was used. And they even had divers check the river, but no gun was ever found at the scene. And the only thing that was found were some bullet casings on the ground. So police talked to Diane and they created a sketch of what they told her this person looked like. And what's interesting is the sketch weirdly sort of looks like Diane just a tad bit, like just, <laughs> just a little bit. It does oddly look like her a little bit. It looks really weird. It looks like a caveman or something. Like, yeah. Like it could almost be like Sasquatch out there or something like. Yeah. Definitely looks like a scary person. Like a very stereotypical type, Mm -hmm. like weird person. Yep. So, 
you know, the sketch gets put out there and the public's getting hit with the news about this. And, you know, she's starting to, you know, want to do a news conference and things Mm -hmm. like that. And people are starting to like, how did this doesn't really totally add up? This Mm -hmm. is, this is a little weird. Why would she be, especially the fact that why would she be out there late at night, nine 30 plus PM with young kids on some abandoned road? It just doesn't make any sense. None of it adds up. Why? It's so suspicious immediately. And why, and everybody's like, why would you pull over for some weird man? What is wrong with you? None of it made sense. So yeah. And because it doesn't make sense, the police are very suspicious of their story. And this is when they have Diane do a reenactment of what had happened. And Diane, this is like crazy, honestly, because this, this doesn't happen that often where, Mm-mm. you know, a suspect will like reenact a crime that they may have committed. Yeah, I'm curious about why they chose to have her do that, because it really does. I wish they did this in more c- crimes because it puts the person that potentially could be lying about what happened in a really awkward situation. And you can really see, you can point out so many flaws in them. Like I am surprised they don't have people reenact stuff more people often. Would, people would deny it. And lawyers would be like, hell no, you're not going to do that. Yeah. But her crazy ass was like, sure. <laughs> let me show like, you. She was like, Oh yeah, I, I can, I can show but you. It's like at the end of the day, it would be weird to not want to help show them because wouldn't you want the person who right. killed your kids right. to be in this found? Scenario, yeah. So yeah, in this scenario, you'd want to do everything you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but she, I'm surprised she didn't really catch on to the fact that they're doing this to, you know, cause she's a suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, she, well, I think they were doing it just because they, yeah. they were confused about how this happened. That's they true. were like, show us bitch. Like this doesn't make sense. Show Show us us. how this went down. If it went down in the way that you described. Exactly. So she does this bizarre little reenactment. So here's, here's just a little clip of it. This is so cringe. I'm going to do a videotape reenactment. Sitting in the car is Elizabeth Diane Downs. There. I got in the car. I put the keys in. I just hit my cast. Started the car and left. The car door shut itself. This is worse than okay. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't intend to shoot my arm. What the fuck? Uh, excuse me. No, 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 no. What the fuck? That makes no sense. She was like having fun with that. She was like, yeah, this she's is- like, all right, all right. So then I threw the keys. <laughs> can we watch that again? Let's watch that one more time. Now that you've seen it once, back that shit up because you can see this liar. Like you can see the lies on her face. This woman has zero shame. Like she's in delusional yeah, land. Yeah. Laughing. Yes. Laughing when she's, Oh my Your God. Your kid just got fucking murdered. And then another thing to point out is at the end, I believe it's in this clip. I hope it isn't cut off, but she does say that hurt. She's like, I can't believe I bumped my arm. That hurt more than I, <laughs> and then trails off. And they think that she was going to say that hurt more than when I shot myself. Yeah. And then she right. stopped herself. Good, good point. Good point. So let's watch this one more time. All right. To do a videotape reenactment. Sitting in the car is Elizabeth Diane Downs. There. I just hit my cast. Started the car and left. The car door shut itself. This is worse than. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't intend to shoot my arm. She did say you can see her mouthing it at the end of the clip yeah. when the woman starts talking. You can just tell that she would say something like that. From yeah. That clip. 
Yep. She starts, but she trails off. And that was so unconvincing as far as like, what really? This you just a did a victim. little like, like, you know how you fake your dog out with a, right. with a toy and throw it and then they run. Yeah. She did that to this man yeah. apparently with yeah. a gun and mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, keys. <laughs> and then like <laughs> ran off into the woods and she was, and then she gave him like a little shove with a shot arm How'd she get the car to start the without car. the keys? Wait, I'm confused. She no, she keys. fake throw them. Oh, right. Fake. She was like, yes, yes, oh, yes, go yes. get them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, where'd they go? It literally <laughs> such makes no sense. It's a stupid story. Oh, so my gosh. Stupid. She's it's such so... an insane person. And let's remember, this is a very traumatic thing that she apparently went through. She says that she had her kids shot in her backseat of her car by some strange man. She was shot. She could have died. Why on earth would you be laughing and enjoying this? She's acting like she's reenacting like a, a car accident yeah, or yeah, something non-serious. Yeah. Right, not or a like, murder. Yeah. Yeah. Of it, her own children. Yeah. It, like most most people that go through something like that would find it extremely difficult and traumatic to have to reenact something like that. And that's oh, probably yeah. why they don't make most people do it. Yeah. So because of this bizarre reenactment, investigators are very sketched out i mean clearly this mm-hmm. raises some major flags like what the hell was that because any normal human watching that would be like yeah what was that what is wrong with why are you laughing about your keys and how this murder happened like this murder attempt happened or actually someone did get murdered so how this went down it's just crazy and not only that but it got even weirder because she started doing tons of interviews on tv Mm-hmm. And got tons of media attention for it, even though she just lost one of her children. She was still on TV, like talking about it and like completely fine. That's the thing. No, like her emotions are just non-existent, non-existent. So here, here's like another clip of her being interviewed. It's, it's just bizarre. We were just out, I guess, sightseeing, I guess you'd say. And the kids got tired. They fell asleep in the car. So I decided to just head on home. But I saw a road I hadn't been on before. We like to take back roads and just went down that road. And there was a guy standing in the road, flagging me down, so I stopped. Everything was done in a matter of five or 10 seconds. He swung himself around and fired twice. One caught him in the arm, the other one I went off somewhere. Danny cried the whole way. I could hear him softly just moaning, and Christy was dying. God, the, all the blood, all the pain, roll over so she wouldn't choke on the blood and it didn't dawn on me at the time that the blood was coming from her lungs. And as I say, she may be the only one to get me out of this. Would I have brought her to the hospital? Wouldn't she be the one that I would make sure is dead? There are too many holes in it. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Why would I have taken my kids to the hospital? Wouldn't I have made sure they were dead and then cried crocodile tears? That's insane to think that I would do such a thing and then bring the the witnesses in against myself. That's crazy. So that was wild. What the hell? Who t- who talks about something as tragic as this like that? So nonchalant about it. Just no like, tears, no no motion really. Really almost seems irritated to have to be answering questions. Yeah. Like she seems like slightly annoyed. Like she kind of has a feeling people don't believe her. She started catching on. Yeah, like you have yeah. a feeling that a couple defensive. people around you. Yeah, she seems defensive about it. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, Doesn't, why are you keep asking me about what happened? This is what happened. This is how I'm saying it. Now just accept it. Yes. Pretty much. And let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Like just accept it and move on. And Don't you think she looks like Janelle Evans? I know. Okay. I back this up. That. Why? Hmm? She just looks like her. Doesn't look bad. They look exactly alike. Go back. 
I'll, I'll play another clip. I have another clip here in just yeah. a second. Okay, we'll look you. at her. She yeah. looks exactly I'll, like her. If you're watching, I'll put up two pictures side by side yeah, just so you can let's see compare the, them. the comparison. They look super Not sim. that they're anything in the same as people, but just their appearances. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just wild. And, you know, her kids, her two kids that survived, Christy and Danny, um, or Stephen, I'm sorry. Stephen was paralyzed. Yes. God. And Christy had suffered from a stroke and wasn't able to speak, which is so sad. Terrible. And what was really telling was that when Christy was in her hospital bed, unable to communicate, she was somehow able to sense when Diane would enter the room. This is so fascinating because I've heard so many cases of people like in comas or in an unconscious state or just sick still knowing what was going on, even though they right. couldn't communicate right. and they knew when people were there and it, Oh my gosh, it brings me so much comfort. Cause I thought about that a ton when my grandpa was in unconscious with, after yeah, his stroke totally. in the hospital before totally. he passed, I wanted to know, like I was thinking like, I think, you know, I've heard so many stories. I really hope he knows I'm here. Maybe he has a sense that I'm here. And she did. She had a sense that Diane was there. And whenever she'd come in the room, Everything would spike just crazy off the her charts. Vitals, yeah. Isn't that so wild? Without even seeing her, mm-hmm. just it just shows you how much you know what's going on when you're out like that. Yeah. So clearly terrified. Yes. When her, her mother came in the room, yes. And people started catching on, and were her like, last, like memories of her were like her holding yeah. a gun, shooting her, mm-hmm. and then driving uh, to the hospital. Did we talk about the car? No, you can talk about that. Okay, so this is another thing. I was waiting to get into it. I didn't know if you were going to talk about it later, but we find out that Diane, a couple people, a couple witnesses actually saw her or were driving behind her on that road. And it turns out Diane was not speeding to the hospital. She was driving very, very slow. Really slow. Really slow. Like Under 10 miles the speed an hour, limit. Think, or something. Like, yep. Really something slow. Something stupid slow and just letting the kids slowly die in the back. Right. She was hoping that they would have more time to like die if she drove slower to the hospital. They wouldn't make it. Their injuries would be worse. Obviously, the faster you get medical attention, the better chance you have of survival. Right. And she didn't want that. So she drove slowly. And and yeah, I mean, they would have died if, you know, it mm-hmm. was long enough time had passed. Can you imagine what it was like as a kid in the back of that car? All three of you with like gunshot injuries driving slow with your crazy ass mom listening to Hungry Like the Wolf in the front. Like, what the hell? Even seeing your mom shoot yourself, herself, yeah. you'd be so confused with your parent killing you, trying to kill you, holding a gun at you. It's terrible. It is. She is an evil fucking woman. This woman is like next level evil. I don't I think it takes so much to kill your own kid. It does. It takes like, a, yeah. That just doesn't make sense. That goes kind of everything against nature. Yeah, that it d- does. goes against motherhood. And mm-hmm. there's no way a normal mother, a normal person with a normal brain would kill their kid like that. That just makes no sense. No, something is clearly very wrong with her and wrong with her mental state for sure. Cause yeah. Why? It's not like she killed them in a fit of rage. They were fighting Not that it makes it better, but you know, this is premeditated. She tried to murder all three of them mm-hmm. likely because she did. She wanted to make it more appealing for that guy somehow. Yeah. To come to be with her. Right. She wanted the love of her life back in her, her mind. The mm-hmm. only way to get that was to dump her kids. Yeah. Her maybe kids she thought I'll get sympathy for this. He'll feel bad for me. 
because all three of my kids are murdered and he'll come be with me and I won't have kids anymore. Maybe in a sociopath's mind, that makes sense. I don't know. She must be a dumbass. I don't know how you would think this is all going to work out. Then that's the thing is there's no rational. <laughs> that's the thing. There's no rationality. You know, there's no nothing about it that makes any sense whatsoever. Right. But in her mind, it makes perfect sense. You know, she's just connecting one dot to the other. You know, mm-hmm. I want my man. My man doesn't want my kids. Mm-hmm. So I got to get rid of my kids. I have no attachment to them. And I think part of that is that she never had attachment to kids and she never had attachment to. No. Um, she probably never even wanted kids. I mean, seems like, I mean, she clearly doesn't want to be a mother. So. Right. It was all just part of, it was like a transaction with these men. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just how. Her kids were a tool. Yeah. When they were no longer useful, she got rid of them. Tried to. So there's this really bizarre interview she did with uh, Anne Jager, a journalist at the time, uh, where she's talking about what had happened more about her kids. And she talks a lot about herself. But before I show that to you guys, I just wanted to make a quick correction. I had said Stephen was paralyzed. It's Danny was paralyzed. Yeah. That's the kid's name. I just had a typo in my notes. It's Danny uh, Downs that was paralyzed, sadly. Um, not Steven. Steven was the guy that she, she wanted. I don't know why they got switched, but here is the clip from that interview. That's just so weird. And I stood there and I looked at Christy reaching and the blood that just kept gushing out of her mouth. And, and what do you do? Everybody says you sure were lucky. Well, I don't feel very lucky. I couldn't tie my damn shoes for about two months. I don't think I was very lucky. I think my kids were lucky. If I had been shot the way they were, we all would have died. So she, I can't believe she was like laughing during that. Yeah, like smiling, talking about blood gushing. It's like, what the? It's so shocking. It's like, what the fuck, man? She's just insane. Because, I mean, you know, investigators are really starting to figure out like, you know, something's up with this woman. Like, mm-hmm. this is just bizarre. Her behavior mm-hmm. and, you know, the way that she's talking about the events that happened to her. Like, what the hell is going on? And for a while, the public tried to show their support for Diane, but things, um, it got a lot harder for people to believe her story because of, you know, the weird circumstances that led up to the shooting as well as like what looks like her acting pretty much like her faking it in these interviews. I mean, people are mm-hmm. saying that she's going on TV too and like, you know, telling her story and yep. stuff and, and people are starting to see right through her and right through this and being like, yeah. Cause the average person watches that and it just screams liar. Like it's not even, you know, it's really, she's a shitty liar. She is. She's a very bad liar. Very bad. Liar. So bad that the, the her confidence in herself. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Just like Ted Bundy. Yep. Just like Ted Bundy. But he was he, a good liar. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was actually able to fool people. A he was lot smarter better. than her. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Same, same type of behavior and probably mental state though. Mm -hmm. But it was so bad that even her own dad, you know, started seeing right through this and he had some interesting uh, words to say about what had happened to Diane. And I made the comment, it looks to me like Diane did it because the children have been shot in the chest and Diane has only been shot in the arm. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? hate that, that part one, that one just like that would i not have done a good job of it and basically what she says after that part i don't know what this clip is but she says like why would i not make sure they were all dead like why wouldn't yeah. i have wanted them yeah all why wouldn't i have dead? finished the job and made sure they were dead straight up so weird and then she was like and cry crocodile tears remember that yeah yeah 
and cry crocodile tears. She's a liar. She's such a liar. It's like so obvious. I think pretty much everyone at this point around her, a lot of people at yeah. least were like, yeah. And even her own dad is coming yeah. out on TV been like, yeah. So the investigation has it. already started to go towards like, how do we prove she did it? Right. So investigators are like, all right, now we got to find the evidence to prove that Diane, in fact, uh, tried to murder her own children. Mm-hmm. And one thing that they discovered was the fact that there was some blood spatter on the outside of the passenger side of the car which is an important detail because Diane said that the shooter reached into the car and shot the kids. So if this is true, then it wouldn't be possible for blood to be on the outside of the car because the door wouldn't be open right on where the kids were. So they found blood on the outside. So it lines up with the investigators theory that she shot them. You know, she had to open, you know, open the door to lean on the seat, to lean backwards into the car to shoot them. And blood clearly got on the outside of the car because she opened the door and right. she was, you know, on the outside shooting in. So you know? it's splattered. Mm-hmm. Or it's from her own arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, could be too. That's a good point. Maybe. But not only that, they discovered a weapon and this was, this was kind of what sealed the deal. I think was the fact mm-hmm. that they found obviously that the four of them had been shot with a 22 caliber handgun. And when police asked Diane if she owned a gun, she said that she did not However, it was later discovered that Diane indeed did own a gun. And not only was it the same type of gun, that they had been shot with, but they had also found um, that there were some 22 caliber shells in a rifle that they uh, found as well. And when they took a closer examination of the shells, they discovered that the cartridges had some marks on them that indicated that they had been tampered with and been taken out from some other weapon than they were previously in. So she had tried to like make it look like the bullets from the handgun were really from the rifle and that, you know, trying to confuse uh, investigators. Um, But they ended up matching up, the markings uh, with the markings on the casings that were found on the ground of the crime scene. So the exact same marks on the casings are found at her house as well as at the crime scene. So there's your link. Yep. And we had talked about this too. One of the biggest things is clearly there was an eyewitness in the car behind her Yep. being like, Oh yeah, I drove behind her car. She was going slow. She was going super slow. That's crazy. Crazy slow. That's such a huge, huge bit of evidence there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason to drive slow. There's just not. In the middle of the night. It shows your intentions completely mm-hmm. being busted right totally. there. Especially if your kids have just been shot by a murderer yeah. that's out there. No one drives the speed limit or way under. No, way like, under. Crawling. She's like crawling ridiculous. down the, this abandoned road. She's sick, man. Who could do that to these just, poor kids mm-hmm. while they're just dying in the back? Mm-hmm. Horrible. Just horrible. Uh, the police investigators found uh, a diary as well. Um, about her intentions about, you know, kind of life after her kids. She was Mm -hmm. hoping that Nick would end up moving uh, with her and that she was relieved when he found out that she was going to be moving. Um, And she would write letters to Nick in her diary and say things like, nobody else can fill your empty place in my bed or heart. In my bed. I like how she puts bed first. (laughs) Shows how deep their relationship was. Mm -hmm. Come fill my bed. So she really, I mean, she really came up with this idea, this fantasy that she was going to fulfill with Nick, mm-hmm. even though Nick wasn't interested. She no. thought that she could charm him back or something mm-hmm. and be like, oh, hey, yeah. Nick, I'm back. My kids are gone. Yeah. And, and I need help. Nick, yeah. And I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad. Poor victim. I'll do whatever it takes to be with you, Nick. Yep. And that Nick wouldn't be like, what happened to your kids? This shows how stupid she actually is. She didn't Mm -hmm. think any of this through. Like she's one of those people who just 
is in delusional land. Like they think that a completely different outcome is going to they're she, they're going to end up with a completely different outcome than what actually happens. It's so ridiculous. It's very delusional. Like, very delusional. How did you think you could go on like this? I guess she really thought people were going to be like, "Oh, poor Diane. This guy killed her kids." Yeah. 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 I, I and guess. another huge part is like, I don't think she expected any of them to survive. I was thinking about it. Like why, if she didn't want them to survive, why wouldn't she have made their injuries worse? Like why wouldn't she have shot them in the head or yeah, like anywhere yeah. else? It's very um, weird. Yeah. But I think thinking about it, she's the type of person that would want the attention and like the media of like having a kid slowly die in the hospital. Maybe she figured that going through that experience would get her like a bunch of attention and that they would just die anyway. So she wanted the injuries to be bad. That's why she was driving slow and still made them bad. I mean, I think it's also to make the story more believable because yeah, she got shot in the arm. So I think she was trying to paint the, the story. This guy just like, aim. just like unloaded a clip on the car and it yeah. struck her and bullets flew in yeah. and randomly hit her Could kids. Be. Could be. I think she was, I think in her head, she thought she had this great planned out story and, you know, and she maybe it looks all better on her behalf. Right. If some of them come to the hospital still kind of alive, but I think she must have thought they were going to die or their injuries were going to be so much worse or something. I well, don't know. Also, like if you think about it, I mean, it's already bad enough that she is, she's, you know, this killer that's out there manages to com- like completely shoot all three of her kids at close range and basically kill them. Yet she gets a gunshot in the arm, you know, like if it was worse and they had gotten hit in the head or something, people would really fucking quite be like that. The guy got close enough to put a bullet in their head. Why didn't they, how did you survive? You know? Yeah. How, I think she thought there was maybe a, you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of her thinking was it's yeah. a bit more believable, I guess. Right. They're kind of shot in the chest and stuff, but obviously it's not. Mm-hmm. But I think she thought that. Yeah. That makes sense too. So with all this evidence, the police are like, all right, let's bring her in for another interview. Let's bring see if we can down. get the real, let's get the real story from her. Let's see if yeah. she'll confess, you know, try to just come clean about what really happened. Mm-hmm. And nope. <laughs> Of course, during this interview, Diane decides to change her story and says that it was actually two people that attacked her and that both of them knew her by her name, hmm. which changing your story with the police never, never works out because um, that's part of the reason why they interview you multiple times is right. to see if you change your story because uh-huh. you got inconsistencies in your story, then you're probably lying about something. And this interview lasted for about two hours and ended with Diane changing her story once again and stating that she actually knew the person who shot her by the, uh, by their name. Yeah, that it's so weird that she all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I did know who it was. I know their name, but then she yeah. didn't provide any information, and then she just like yeah, she said that on a whim and then realized like, well shit, like if I give them a name, they're gonna up. go try to find that person, and that person's not gonna be real. Mm-hmm. That's what Casey Anthony did. Remember with the yeah, whole nanny right. thing? Sent him on a wild goose chase yeah. and see if. She was like the Zanny. Her name is Zandrea or something mm-hmm. crazy. Like mm-hmm. she actually found a real woman in a phone book, yeah, found yeah. her name and right. then told her it was her. Well, the hope is, is that they investigators or police will go out there and they just won't ever find anybody. Yeah. They're like, oh, she's name. on the loose with her. Right. There's gone. a killer on the run. Missing. And we don't know who it is still. And yeah, that's you're innocent because when you're a psycho bitch. Yeah. God, would you guys like to see an episode on Casey Anthony? I know I've covered it on my channel before, but it was so long ago. I think it was like one of the first cases I covered as a non-missing person's case. 
Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be easy, yeah. interesting to talk about? I mean, we followed that live. Yeah, we did. We were so into that when it was going on. <sighs> That'd be an interesting one, one to That's talk about. That's such a tough one, man. I know it's heartbreaking, but I know so much about it. I feel like we should podcast about it because it just, I don't know. Let me know, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's a wild case for sure. Anyway, back to crazy Diane. <laughs> so Diane, yeah. So after this interview, the public is like not buying her bullshit at this point, And they're demanding that she be arrested. Um, and the police want to arrest her, but they want a chance to talk to Christy first, right? Cause they want to know from Christy who's not able to speak right now because she just had a stroke, which is such um, an interesting element to this case that her daughter wasn't able to speak right at the, you know, at the beginning. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm sure Diane is kind of freaking out internally. Mm-hmm. I hoping think she, she'll never be able right, to speak. I think she's hoping that she's just, yeah going to keep her mouth shut or be scared be too scared to say something or just cover for her mom like just cover Mm -hmm. and just lie or you know in her mind you know right in reality that's not the case but i think diane is delusional uh, delusional enough to think that probably but eventually christy was well enough to talk but she was too scared to come out and say who had shot her so for a long period of time her and her therapist worked on getting her comfortable enough to talk about it and they did this by having Christy write down the name of who did this to her and putting it in an envelope and then allowing Christy to throw it into her therapist's fireplace. And they did this over and over again until Christy got to a place where she felt comfortable opening the envelope with the name on it instead of throwing it in the fire. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Such hmm. interest. I was thinking that is so patient. Like, I'm really happy that the therapist did that, like didn't force her to say it before she's ready because it is hard. It is. As much as you would think it's easier to throw your parent under the bus when they've shot you. It may not be that easy. Like you may you've you know, a lot of kids, especially kids have like a real tender spot for their mother. You know, they're going to they're confused by it. So it's hard to say, yeah, my mom shot me. Right. And they may not know the motive either. They may not right. know they, that this was like malicious or callous. They're like, callous maybe I'm murder. confused. Maybe she didn't like it's a lot to put like yes. they know the kid knows that if she says, yes, my mom did this, that her mom's in trouble, big mm-hmm. trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, she may never see her mom again. Right. She, she's smart enough to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so cool that they were calm about it with her and really let her at her own pace decide to rat her out, I guess, yeah. you know, tell the truth. It was smart. It was extremely smart because I think yeah. without that careful preparation, you know, yeah. we wouldn't have seen, you know, this most literally the pivotal moment in her and mm-hmm. Diane's trial. Right. This was a huge, um, huge. I mean, when you have a witness that was in the car saying something different. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, eventually the therapist got her open. The note says it was my mom. And so the police are like, all right, now we got some really solid stuff here. Let's go ahead and arrest her. Yep. So on February 28th, 1984, nine months after the incident, Diane was arrested. So what's crazy is after she gets arrested, she starts acting like this is like her time to shine now. You know, she's in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. She's clearly not acting like she's being arrested for murder. No. Um just so delusional, like making yeah. eyes at the deputies and just just clear. smiling at the cameras, yeah. even the news media and loving stuff. the attention, mm-hmm. just loving Clearly the attention. Loves it. So she's charged with one count of murder, two counts of attempted murder and two counts of assault in the first degree. And this is when her trial starts. And during her trial, she's showing 
that she's pregnant. And it's really strange to see a woman on trial for murder while you're pregnant, right? Yeah, that is. And it's also like, I mean, there's so many reasons why she got pregnant, I think. Um, I think one of them being she would get better treatment in the jail. Yeah. Maybe. I I can't really speak. I'm not I'm not sure. I have listened to stories of pregnant women in jail. It sounds like they're pretty much treated the same. Yeah, I think it's even I think it's worse for yeah. Yeah, I mean you are pregnant, so it sucks. It doesn't make your your time any better. Um but I I do think the main reason was to get jury sympathy. Yeah, jury sympathy absolutely. You know, she wants to make them feel like oh this mom Poor like this mom, is a yeah. big what if cuz like if you do think about it Okay, what if she really is telling the truth and her story is actually this man, you know, came, mm-hmm. shot her kids. Now she has two disabled kids and she's going to prison for right. something she didn't do and she's pregnant. Like, I don't know, it just gets it puts more reason for the, the jury to, to think reasonable doubt. Yeah, and I think she intentionally that's why she intentionally did this to got pregnant. Oh, and she did 100 percent. She did this because I, I think as dumb as she is i think she is smart to some extent like yeah. she's intelligent enough to think she's about manipulative how you know she's going to be perceived by everybody and i think she thought by being smiley and friendly and like you know mm-hmm. how she's acting around the cameras and stuff i think she's trying to just play the innocence card like she's yeah. hardcore just trying to be like i'm i'm you know this is not i didn't do this you know i'm innocent yeah. mm-hmm. and i'm a mother you know, rather than looking guilty, I'm going to look like I'm not guilty. Mm-hmm. But then it just comes across all wrong because it's coming from her, you know? Yeah. And God, doesn't it look so crazy to go from like, oh, I hated my kids. So I killed them and got rid of them. And then now I need kids for my convenience. So let me get pregnant and like God. have some more. It's so yeah. it's so sick. This it's woman psycho. is so yeah. psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Really fucked up. So during the trial. They actually played the song Hungry Like a Wolf out loud in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And yes. be- because it was, pl- you know, mm-hmm. they were talking about here's what was playing. Here's what Which she was, was according playing, to her. Yeah, according what to her. What was playing. But what was extremely strange is that she was, was like bopping her head around and tapping her feet and yeah. dancing in her seat with the song on. Yep. When they're like. Such a creepy. Yeah. She was over at her table like. Yep. Dancing. fucking psycho the fact that like she was even playing that song while this had just happened and just so bizarre yeah well i think she said that was playing when she saw the guy and she pulled over and everything and then that song was playing in the car while he shot them according to her i don't know if it was playing on the way to the hospital but crazy huh still yeah but no one dances in court that just makes you look so unempathetic like Oh my gosh, you do not seem like a victim of such a traumatic event. No, that is not how people act when something like this happens to them. Yeah. So part of the um, prosecution's case was the fact that they played the interview tapes of Diane talking about uh, the incident. And so the jury could hear like how emotionless she is about it. And just how insane she's on another part. We didn't, we didn't actually put this clip in. I don't know where it is. It'd be too hard to find right now. But she says at one point, Honestly, my kids are lucky. My kids are lucky. I'm unlucky. Yeah. Because she was like, I'm an unlucky one, but my kids are the lucky ones here because I wasn't killed. So I was able to drive them. Had I been killed, we would all be dead. That was her reasoning. That's just so psycho, man. Yeah. God. 
So the jury hears this kind of shit and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, exactly if I was in are. the jury and I heard this and I saw her dancing in her seat to hungry, like the wolf, I'd yeah. be like, what? It looks so bad. What? And you're trying to tell us you're innocent. Come on. We're not dumb. But one of the main things that the prosecution presented during the trial was a mock-up of her car. Um, and they made dolls for each of the kids so they could get a better idea of how the scenario played out, which was very, you know, really helped the prosecution a lot, I would say, you know, because they were able to show how, you know, the murders went down or the murder went down and how the blood made it to the outside of the car. Um, they completely like staged all the dolls for the kids and, you know, where they would have been when they had been shot. Um, and so when, you know, you give the jury a visual representation of what happens, I mean, they're like, they're probably sitting there like, yep, this makes perfect sense. This is, yeah. Yep. It's exactly how she did it. Mm -hmm. So, but another big piece of this case was making the decision on whether or not to have Christy take the stand at some point during the trial Mm -hmm. and whether or not she'd be capable of testifying against her own mother. Would it be too hard on her? Yeah. That's traumatic as fuck to, Mm -hmm. you know, and scary for guilty. Yeah. You feel all kinds of things. Scary. It is someone who tried to kill her, Mm -hmm. but ultimately they decided that Christy was good, you know, well enough to take the stand and she's nine years old at this time. And basically she takes the stand and she says that her mother stopped the car got out, went into the trunk and got something and then came back around and then shot them literally. And apparently according to those in the courtroom and, and people that were there, she just said everybody was bawling. Like it was just so, so sad, you know, to listen to her talk about what had happened to her and her, her siblings. And yeah, it was just a really heartbreaking and intense moment. So obviously after this happens, I mean, that kind of like seals the deal, I think, for, yeah. for Diane. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you come back from that? You really you can't. Don't. Your own child is saying that you shot them. Yeah, that I mean, that's really and it. The, the prosecution already believes they have enough evidence to convict you of murder for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she is uh, pretty much toast at this point. Um, the defense tried to argue that the shells found at the scene could not or could have been placed there on purpose and that Diane was coerced during interviews with police, which is just crap evidence compared to what yeah. the prosecution has. So on June 17th, 1984, the jury finally came to a verdict. The trial lasted about six weeks as there was over 500 pieces of evidence that they had to get through. Diane was found guilty and convicted on all charges Apparently when the verdict was read, Diane showed no sort of emotion and her only response was, I don't know what is there to say. Like as she's being laid out of the courtroom, they're like, Diane, Dan, like, yeah, do you have anything to say about it? She's like, I don't know. What is there to say? Yeah. Cause there, what is there to say? The evidence is pretty damning. Her kids said she did it, Yeah, but she always to this day claims that she didn't do it. She like, does. She thinks she's innocent. She th- yeah. She's so delusional. She thinks she's innocent. Mm-hmm. But after sh- or shortly after she's found guilty, she ends up giving birth to her daughter, uh, Amy Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Ten, day bef- ten days before Diane's sentencing, Amy was seized by the state of Oregon and adopted out. She was like, you know, yeah, put into the system because clearly her yeah. mother's going to prison for her life. Mm-hmm. And there's no one outside to mm-hmm. take her for her. Right. 
And so her adopted parents actually ended up renaming her Rebecca and she goes mm-hmm. by Becky now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's done interviews, multiple interviews. And Diane like wasn't sad. They let her see the, her baby once. And then after that, like, she was like that was Peace. it. And she was like, whatever. Didn't yeah, try didn't to fight them to see it or anything. No. And so she went back to jail to wait her sentencing. And uh, psychiatrists ended up diagnosing Diane with narcissistic uh, histrionic and antisocial personality disorder. So mm-hmm. multiple person, which makes sense. Yeah. So Diane ends up getting sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. And she would have to serve 25 years before being considered for parole. And she was taken to the Oregon women's correctional center in Salem. And in 1986, her two other kids, Christy and Danny ended up being adopted by prosecutor Fred Hoogie and his wife, <laughs> Joanne, which is, you never hear this happening ever, but this nice prosecutor so cool. felt bad. It was like, you know, these poor yeah. kids are going to go in the system and they're going to yep. get bounced around. It's going to be, you know, let's let, yeah. let, let me help alleviate some of that pain for them. And he adopts Amazing. them. Yeah. Really cool. I loved that part of this. And Danny was like really young at the time mm-hmm. and a paraplegic because yeah. of the shooting. Yeah. They have all kinds of problems. I mean, physical problems, but also just yeah, mental problems. Mental they're tri- going to be going through all types of stuff their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what they're doing to this day because they are really they s- off of the media. They don't want anything to do with this. Like they just make them uncomfortable, which totally makes sense. I mean, why would you want to like relive this over and over and over? There's no justice to seek. There's justice has been done. So they're, you know, living their peaceful life off camera, which is, yeah. I mean, they want their dignity and their privacy and mm-hmm. they don't want to be known as Diane Downs kids. They may have even changed their names. Yeah, Who knows? Honestly. I don't think anyone knows what's going on with them. Yeah, no, I don't think they do either. But I, we do know that both of them, you know, one of them is paraplegic and the other has permanent partial uh, paralysis on one side of her body. Imagine the anger that they will carry oh around their God. whole lives because this dumbass woman. Oh, God. She's completely insane. Yeah. And like they don't go, they, they have nothing. They have never spoken to her again or mm-hmm. been to any parole hearings or anything like that. No, they want nothing to do with this for the best. I mean, this was traumatic as shit. Um, but just when you think this story couldn't get any crazier, it does. <laughs> Fucking Diane, man. Yeah. She's, so she's out of her mind. Yeah. So she's in jail for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And then on July 11th, 1987, she's out in like the exercise yard. She's got like this little jacket or coat or something. And she managed, it's a 16 foot fence with fucking barbed wire on the top. She manages yeah. to scale this fence, yep. throw a jacket over the, which I'm like, how the hell I would love to see this yeah. on camera throws her like a little jacket over the barbed wire and jumps her ass over. <laughs> what escapes. a crazy fuck. She escapes just like Ted Bundy. You're yes, right. Yeah. yeah. And just like, interesting. N- doesn't care. Yeah. Doesn't have but a Ted's care. Ted's no so one. much smarter than yeah. her. She's yeah. not smart. She didn't like, plan it as well as ted did or anything Mm-mm. like that but she jumps over and then falls down on an on the uh park car or she gets under <laughs> the park car imagine if someone was like in it and all of a sudden she drops down Don't. on top of it boom what the hell is that <laughs> diane downs <laughs> fucking diane and then she just takes off and books it just like books it away from the prison yep apparently she got a ride from uh two people who she probably showed her boobs to someone recognized her and they she dropped her, her off body a few for everything. Yeah, to get she did. everything she wanted to get pregnant, to, to seduce men, like anything. Because, I mean, she's not like, she's a decently-ish attractive woman. She's aight. She's aight. She's okay. Yeah, okay. Enough. <laughs> Decent enough for most men, I guess, in that area. 
So she escapes. She disappears. Essentially, the police are like, what the hell? Ever the media is freaking out. They're like, what? Diane Downs escaped. What? How could yeah. this happen? Everybody's like, what? you know, freaking out. Like, yeah, especially gonna, Fred. Yeah. The adopted dad. Fred Hoogie, the hurt Diane's yeah, kids. Yes. Right. Father, the kids, yeah. though. How yeah, scary the kids, for them. Yeah. Like they're worried about her kids and Rebecca. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Rebecca as well. Mm-hmm. Her new daughter, youngest daughter, who has been adopted. They're worried, you know, maybe she'll come after her. When in reality, the last thing Diane's going to do is come after those kids. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. wants nothing to do with them. No. She doesn't give a fuck about them. No. She doesn't care. No, no, no. It's all about her yeah. getting away and yeah. not being in prison. I'm sure she hated prison. But they're scared. Yeah. Which rightfully so. So, like, the authorities are doing searches. They can't find her. They're doing a massive manhunt across multiple states. There's people calling in tips like, oh, we saw Dan here, Diane here, there. You know, typical with any sort of, like, huge manhunt like that. And, yeah, she's just nowhere to be found. Um, but, of course, Diane is only literally, like, a few blocks away from the prison. And apparently she just goes to some random dude's house and asks him to stay for a little and then the guy's like, sure, why not? And she, of course, gives him some other name and he just lets her in. And I think they hook up and she probably used, like you just said, uses her body to seduce this guy into letting her stay with him. Yep. That's exactly what Literally she just did. staying with this dude a few blocks away. And at this point, the detectives come up with a new clues to where she might be. The detective was looking deeper into her cell and found a clipboard with a piece of paper on it. And the piece of paper appeared to be blank. But after looking at it more closely, it was discovered that there were some indents on the paper of someone writing on top of it. So they decided to try and figure out what the indents said. Eventually, they were able to figure out that the indents were actually a map. And the map had a line that led to an address, 2262 State Street. The address ended up being the house of the man who let her stay with him. And when the police showed up, Diane was there. Interesting. So she must have, she must have somehow made contact them with before she went to prison or something. Yeah, she must have. Because how she know the address? If, yeah, so it wasn't totally. Or it was random. someone that she like knew of yeah. already. Yeah, it must. Have, yeah, it must have been somebody she hooked up with at mm-hmm. some point or something like that. Something. Yeah, that's bizarre. So she was found on July twenty fourth, and then received an additional five year sentence for the escape. Which I mean, she's already not getting out. Pretty much, like she's. Especially after the escape. So then they decide to transfer to the New Jersey Department of Corrections, Clinton Correctional Facility for Women. To hopefully see if she'll stay there. And yeah, I mean, she she's been there and she's been trying to get paroled and Mm -hmm. she can't get paroled. They've denied her parole request. And her daughter, um, Rebecca, this is interesting. Um, As she got older, she wanted to she never knew that she was diane down's daughter like her their parents kept it from her Mm -hmm. so as she got older she somehow somehow figured it out by getting like the name like i don't remember exactly well she found the book right she did find the book um, but beforehand i don't remember how she found out the name diane downs though I think she oh from Diane Downs. She asked her mother something like, um, "I'm pretty sure someone was in trouble or her whatever." And her mom was like, it. "Oh, you you know about Diane Downs?" And then right. she was like, "Oh, there's the name." She went to the library, found the book, and there's I think the book's called Small Sacrifices, yes, right? That's like a 
telling of of mm-hmm. the Diane Downs story. And there's a movie about it too that Farrah Fawcett plays Diane Downs in. Yeah. If you want to check it out. Um so she, you know, was really upset by this. She even watched the movie and it totally it was so upsetting for her to find out the truth about Diane who her mom was. Right. That it completely derailed her life. I mean, she for a while was like she had drug addiction, she had a son and then um, almost lost her son. I mean, she went through a lot and then she had to put her second son up for adoption. Um, she's really got it together now. And since she had gotten it together, she decided to reach out to Diane, you know, try to see if now that she was a mom to see if there was any empathy from her mother, if her mom cared about her at all, or yeah. just wanted to see if they could communicate. Sure. So she chose to write to her. And at first, you know, it was okay. Uh-huh. They were writing back and forth and it wasn't too bad you know, you kind of look like me, you have my chin, that type of thing. You're pretty like me. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. And then it just got into just nuttiness. Like just, I'm in this big conspiracy Yeah. and the government wants me in here. And I was, this was all staged. And then she started accusing Rebecca of being fake and not actually her real daughter and just like a, a plant, basically all part of this plan. So like you start to think, she almost really doesn't think she did this. Like she's like delusional to the point where she like thinks she's like stuck in there and it's like some conspiracy against her. It's all some big setup. Yeah. Um, and she's still the total victim. She's just, you know, completely out of her mind. So Rebecca completely stopped talking to her because she said, you better hide your son. Yeah. She was like, get your son away from there. You're in danger essentially. Like, there's this whole thing. There's people out to get me. So now you're associated with me. So they're going to mm-hmm. get you mm-hmm. trying to still play into the story that there's like some guy that murdered her kids yeah. that's out for blood for her and yep. blah, blah, blah. And trying to convince Becky that that's what it was. And I, and I just remembered to clarify on the, how Becky found out about Diane. She ended up tricking a babysitter to tell her, who her right. real mom was. Oh, and then right. once she got Diane, that's when she went to Barnes and Noble, found the books. Oh, so it wasn't her mom. Okay, right, right. And then that found out sense. the whole story. And then that's when she, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's just an absolutely crazy. And then I read a whole nother thing that she had, they found out and like foiled that she was planning another prison escape. They like found her, I can't remember if it was writings or if it was like phone calls, but with Nick or somebody on the outside that she she was still in contact with like oh, this elaborate plan like she was gonna get this guy to get a helicopter and then like hold a gun to the helicopter pilot's head and then like land the helicopter in the prison yard to pick up Diane and like fly yeah, away out of the prison. She's completely wacky. Like lost her marbles to the extreme. Never getting them back. It's just crazy, man. This is absolutely crazy. And I mean. I mean, for what we know, her other two kids, you know, rest in peace to yeah. know, Cheryl. Like, yeah. uh, she lost her life Immediately. for no reason. It's her just, last memory is being shot by her mom. It's just terrible. I hate when kids get murdered by their parents because I just think of their last memory being the, them killing them. Like, how terrible. It's Your very, last moment on yeah. earth to yeah. the one person you trust in like the world Chris killing Watts, you. Like, yeah, just, yeah, I just uh, was thinking Chris Watts. Yeah. Terrible. It's the worst, man. It's the worst. I think families, you know, killing each other is just absolute worst mm-hmm. nightmare that anybody can think of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, stay strong to Becky and, and to Chrissy and Danny like this. Mm-hmm. That's got to be so hard to live with that, you know, not live through it and, you know, have just have that looming over your head right. for the rest of your life to try to, like, you know, Terrible. make the best of it. Mm-hmm. So Diane is still in prison. 
It's been 35 years. Um, she's up for parole in 2020, which some people are like, oh, she could get out, but they're not going to let her There's no way they're going to let It'd her out. It'd be such shitty press. There's no be. way. There's no way. She's, uh, um, she'll be 65 in 2020. So she's already been denied parole before. I doubt she'll be paroled. I mean, she escaped from prison. Like, are they really going to let that? Clearly this woman is out of her mind. And that, and that's what they're saying too, is they realize like, you know, maybe if they saw improvements in behavior, maybe they consider it, but right. She's but no, clearly she's just nutty. She's like, I'm innocent. Like wah, wah, wah. they're just, never going to let that bitch out. No, no. I'm very comfortable saying that I would be shocked if yeah. she ever got oh, there'd out. There'd be an uproar. I mean, can yeah. you imagine like, yeah, be, people would freak. There's no way. No, there's no be way. Stupid as hell. I mean, she's, she's a major cool. threat to society. Exactly. They're not going to let her ass exactly. out. She's so. in there for life unless she escapes again. She might escape again. <laughs> She's so insane. Yeah, she's yeah, she's very insane. So that is the story of Diane <laughs> Downs. So yeah, what a crazy story, man. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of the Malheart Podcast, and uh, yeah, we will uh, see you guys next week. Oh, and one last thing, we do have grinders available right now we on MileHireMerch.com. Yep. They are limited edition, limited supply. So go check them out. Yes. Custom product takes a while to do. So it took us a while to restock, but definitely go check them out. Thanks for hanging with us. It's been real. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe and stay woke.